What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome back into House of Wrestling, everybody. Drop your shoes at the door, hang your hat over on the coat rack, say hi to the dog, Willow's around here somewhere, and please... Welcome into the living room right now, sitting by the fireside, our good friend, my longtime friend, my longtime Chicago friend, but he's not here in Chicago anymore. He's out being famous in L.A. Uh, it is comedian Martin Morrow. Martin, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Hey, thank you for having me, and I'm excited to talk some wrestling. Yeah, dude. Now, first of all, for people people that don't know you, Martin, right? Like I said, you're out in L.A. You're, you're getting famous. Most people probably know you now from the progressive commercials, right? Yeah, the uh, turning into your parents' progressive commercials. I did a series of those. I like I'm the uh, my dad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, it's funny. It's you, uh, Witaski, right? Chris Witaski is another one of the dads mm-hmm. in the progress. All my buddies, like it makes. See, I I watch those commercials, Martin, and other people are just like, "Oh, that's funny." I watch them, I'm like, "Holy shit, you are of an age where you are becoming your pit." These are your actual friends, you know? Yeah. Well, there, there have been a few times where I've had to catch myself doing something that has been in the commercials. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I guess it's happening. It's a it's a it's a banger, like great campaign. Great campaign. Anyway, they're not paying me. So we're going to stop talking about progressive. <laughs> uh, we will talk about the premier streaming network. If you're watching us right now, Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, first run in Technicolor video. You are going to be over at premier streaming network. You got to sign up for premier plus Watch on Premiere.com. Come check us out over at Premiere Streaming Network. Lots of great content. The home of Matt Cardona, the home of uh, major wrestling figures, the home of Bobby Fish, the home of all this wrestling content. MJF, we got MJF here, Premiere Streaming Network. Come check it out. Premiere Streaming Network, the home of House of Wrestling, Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern. Uh, and I don't have my red sheet here. What else do I put over here? Oh, yeah, also, another, another great entity House of Wrestling works with, Inside the Ropes, over in the U.K., I do weekly interviews for them as well. Uh, right now, an interview I did with Mojo Mutati, a.k.a. Mojo Raleigh from WWE. You may remember, may, may remember him. Hi, bro. Um, I talked to Mojo, and he's been on. He's been traveling the world with Mercedes Monet. So we hear all about that. Potential return. Uh, his thoughts on everything going on with AEW. Uh, that is over at Inside the Wrestling, itrwrestling.com now. Uh, if you want to listen to the full audio of my conversation with Mojo, I'm going to drop it tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, which is going to be bumping. I got something coming up Friday, Martin. You don't even know who it is. You, you know, I'm just going to say it. My buddy BD Smooth. Does that name mean anything to you? BD Smooth? BD Smooth? Yeah, BD Smooth. Does that name mean anything to you? Uh, no. Okay, BD Smooth. He's a juggalo. He's uh, he's for nine years been a part of the ring crew that sets up all the major independent wrestling shows, right? And okay. he tra- and, and he, he, this guy and the guys that do the ring crew, the Midwest, that's the reality show I want to see, right? I want to see this band of misfits that at five hundred bucks a pop will show up and build a ring in the middle of a field for you, okay? Now, not just that, BD sometimes wrestles most of the time for free, oh. as he will reveal on Friday has never been formally trained. But 
does a lot of stuff. So oh, Shaggy, Shaggy two dopes, not teaching him how to run the ropes. Shaggy doesn't come up in the conversation. Wish he had uh, Ricky, the dragon steamboat does at one point, but uh, when he's not doing all that, he works at Taco Bell and this conversation I'm releasing on Friday will change the pro wrestling business forever. I am so goddamn proud of this one. Me and BD smooth. On fr- is that, I don't think I could have sold this any better. Could I have? No, that was incredible. Now I want to see a reality show of BD Smooth and Mojo traveling the world. Oh my God. What a duo that would be. Just Best eating Taco worlds. Bell, wearing Zubaz. I've seen both those men wear Zubaz, so they kind of get yeah. along. So anyway, Mojo's a really good dancer, too. Mojo's a great dancer. Mojo's just a good guy. So yeah. go check out the House of Wrestling podcast feed. You're going to get Mojo, BD Smooth, Martin Morrow. I'll tell you who's coming out Thursday at the end of the show so I can hold a little bit back. But if you like the House of Wrestling podcast feed, we are bumping over there. Let the world know. Subscribe, first of all. But also, uh, leave a nice review. Leave a five-star rating. Try to move up the charts. Get content- Stay consistently in that top 50 pro wrestling podcast category. You can help do that. Subscribe, leave a review. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to put over, there's a big story I ran with some Rick Bassman quotes over on the site, houseofwrestling.com this morning. Blowing up, very, very popular. All right, let's get to the news. The reason we are here, Martin. So we're going to start today with our AEW block. Now, a lot going on in the world of AEW right now. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, Martin, but it sounds like they're going to be launching this collision show tomorrow. They're going to announce it at the Warner Brothers Discovery Upfronts finally. Martin? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening, and I think this is part of the kind of weird rollout as to why they haven't been promoting double or nothing properly uh, because they're, they're focusing so much attention on collision. What's going to happen with CM Punk, Wembley, all these extra things. Uh, I, I think in the, in the overall good, but for the interim, it, it kind of hurts. You know, here's the thing about the double or nothing situation. Cause I agree. They're looking past it. And this is, I mean, is this the weakest build to an AEW pay-per-view main event ever? Yeah, easily, easily. Uh, I agree. Yes. I mean, if you if you have Jungle Boy, you know, doing interviews where he's saying he doesn't like to do promos, like how does this help with an MJF feud? How does this help with a feud with an MJF or or a Sammy Guevara or a Darby Allen? It's like this. I, I yeah, it's a lot of it has just been very confusing and uh, it's 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 hard. It's hard to watch. I, I saw those quotes from Jack Perry. And my reaction was, I was like, why, man? Why would you say that out loud? (laughs) That's an inside thought, my friend. You don't say that out loud, you know? Well, because I feel like he is, uh, he's the more natural MJF. You have a rich Hollywood kid who uh, doesn't really like to talk. He doesn't like to be social, these sorts of things. So I would, I, I think this is the perfect time to turn him heel. Oh man, that's so true. He's like he's like what MJF really wants to be in his heart, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. I think about Max sometimes. I cry a little bit. What a sad <laughs> man. Can't be that angry all the time. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess killing or blaming your girlfriend for a uh, vehicular whatever <laughs> on national television and having police called uh, that 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 could mess a boy up. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, So here's the thing about Double or Nothing. Build a Double or Nothing. Tony Khan has gotten really good at not having awesome builds for shows, but then the shows deliver and will say something like, 
oh, this was the plan the whole time. We knew it would deliver in the end, right? And I feel like that's what we're going to get at Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing will probably miraculously over-deliver on action. Big things will happen. And then Tony will just say, ha-ha, you are all dumb for thinking this was a bad build when it was actually a very good build. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I feel like that's been kind of the the MO. I mean, even even looking at the Wembley show where we have no matches announced, but they've already more than sold uh, their share of tickets. So, you know, it's if it's working, it's working. But I know with Double or Nothing, uh, they have, what, a little over 7,000 tickets currently sold? Yeah, so, it's. I know it's not sold out. And no. they're, they're not giving me a, a real big reason to run out and get a ticket. But, th- you know, this could change. They still have a couple. They got about, what, they got two Dynamites to go until Double uh, or Nothing? I believe two, two Dynamites still Double or Nothing. It's a lot of time. It's four hours of TV time. You can do a lot in four hours. But I think you're right. I think they're well, and four- Rampage and Rampage. <laughs> Sorry, we have six hours. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a minute since I I did watch the Firm Deletion. That got me out of my way to watch Rampage, but not not uh, too much wrestling. Anyway, yeah. uh, so you got six hours here uh, to put together something. Um, I think you're right about them being so focused on Collision right now. And and the CM Punk stuff and wanting to make sure that's right. And they have every reason to, right? Sure. You know, I've been saying from time to time, you got to rob the bank before you can break up the money. You got to get that billion dollar bag in hand, right? You got to yeah. you gotta announce it. You got to put ink to paper. Once you've got that, book however you want. Do whatever you want. Do angles, throw people through glass, whatever, you know? So yeah. I think, yeah, tomorrow morning, I, I, it was weird in The Observer how, because Tony said in his announcement, tune into TNT and then watch dynamite. And nobody knew what that meant. And he went in back and forth with Bix and Span about it, which I thought was stupid. Anyways. <laughs> he loves his Twitter. He loves his Twitter. It's Bix. You're a billionaire. You got to go after whatever. So anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the guy has a painting as his profile picture. Move, move on. Move it's on. Bix, right? Yeah. It's you, you don't need to send, send Christopher Daniels to, to tweet Bix. Okay. Anyway. Um, so the way that the observer kind of explained this is we're going to, the upfronts in the morning, they're going to announce collision, maybe punk, maybe billion dollar deal, maybe all of it. Right. Maybe right. all of it. Um, but then in there, then in dynamite, they're going to, they're going to remake the announcement is kind of how it read to me in the observer. I don't know if that's what you've gleaned is also going on here, Martin. A, a little bit. I, I think uh, you, you have this announcement. It's going to be a little more formal. I doubt that they announced Punk formally. I would assume that Punk debuts at Collision, so you you, you build to that uh, kind of kind of like they did with the debut of Rampage. Of hey, something big might happen. Someone big might come back at this show. Uh, that seems like the more uh, approachable thing to do. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, and especially with everything that's still kind of going on behind the scenes with the EVPs and Punk. Yeah, and it feels like they're just hitting the like literally hitting the reset button they're like we're just gonna start this all over again it, it, we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do what worked we're gonna book united we're gonna book punk we're not gonna announce punk for all the reasons martin just said and we're gonna give it a name that implies punk right but again we're not gonna announce punk now the name here according to the observer is the second coming which you know look uh, Triple H is the king of kings, all right? And 
that's the most sacrilegious thing I think. If you're like, uh, if you're a, de- a devout evangelical, you're probably like, you've crossed a line. Um, or, or or Vince wrestling God. That was pretty bad. But the casualness of Hunter being like, no, I am Jesus Christ. This <laughs> this is this is also, and you know, Punk is coming from a situation where they're like, you went a little over the top. You said some things that upset people. Humble yourself. Humble yourself right now. Okay, cool. I'm the second coming. I'm Jesus Christ. Doesn't sound very humble to me. I don't I'm not picking yeah. shit. I'm just saying it, just, <laughs> it doesn't read very much humility to me, the second coming. If we're if we're lucky, he'll he'll walk out with one of the giant casino <laughs> chips as <laughs> carry it on it. his back. He's like, hey, uh Moxley, remember when you pitched me Rocky and I had no idea what the fuck that was? I'm gonna pitch you. Uh, the ministry kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. Only I'm going to be Stephanie this time, and you're going to hang me up, all right? Oh, you didn't watch that angle? What, are you dumb? (laughs) (laughs) A little back and forth there. Because they don't watch the things the other person watches. Great joke. Anyway, um, so, yeah, diving more into this Observer thing here. So we got the second coming. looks like June 17th, the United Center. We went through the upfronts. Warner Brothers Discovery looks to have money to have Punk back in the mix. That's not a surprise. Now, there was this note in here from this report that said uh, one person from the all-out altercation, that is not Punk, does want to apologize but legally cannot at this time. And to me, that all kind of but implies a steal, does it not? It it very much feels like a steal. Uh, And, I mean, he, if there's anyone who's the most on the outs, he's not going to sign with WWE anytime soon. Uh, I I wouldn't want to go to MLW. So, yeah, where, where does that put him? I think apologizing, especially as his best friend returns to the company, you know, maybe maybe it'll be a, a good little foot in the door. Uh, but, you know, it has to be an apology that's warranted and uh, open and available yeah. and safe. Yeah, that I'm interested to hear from Ace when he finally does crack the door open and let us know from his side what happened here. Interesting figure in all this because yeah, where does he go after this? And also, why did you say no to why would why no MLW? Why why no MLW? I mean, I, I like MLW fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Just, what, what would they What would they do with a steal? Probably Papa Radian, honestly. You get a steal, give him a live microphone in the hand, and even half tease that he's going to address the uh, AEW all-out altercation and then not actually do it. You'd probably see your highest reels number to date, you know? Okay, fair enough, fair and enough. Also, while I'm, talk- while I'm talking about this, I say that having watched the Trinity Impact thing happen, and, man, there was so much sound and fury there for about a week, and I feel like it's just kind of, like, sucked up a little bit, and now she's just quietly a part of impact. I don't know if that's the vibe you're getting as well. A, l- a little bit, but I, I think that having that at all announced on Twitter beforehand and, and showing the debut beforehand, as opposed to here's a graphic of who might be appearing, please watch the show. I think that there's too much uh, current in the current products all across all boards where they don't want you to watch the next week, or they're not trying to get you to engage with watching the next week. And I think that has to change desperately in current wrestling excellent point all right last thing here coming out of this observer newsletter um the the note that the elites contract negotiations have stalled right now these guys contracts come up at the end of the year um it's a weird spot right because obviously they're or not obviously reportedly doesn't appear that the hatchet has been buried 
at least between the Bucks and Punk. I don't get the vibe with Kenny. Just I, I don't know. They there was like the report that they like actually talked the night of all out and we're like, sorry, brah. And like walk. But it seems to me more like that. The issue here is with the bucks, maybe in particular, one of the bucks, I don't want to speculate too hard. Um, and, and punk. And, you know, I've, I've kind of beat a dead horse here with this one. I think there's a good chance that at the end of the year, these three decide to, to join Cody over in WWE. I know that's not, uh, the most beloved opinion, but I was thinking the same thing with Cody and then it happened. So I'm going to follow my gut and I still think there's a chance that happens. How are you feeling right now about where the elite stand in the, in the pecking order over at AEW? You know, it, it, I wouldn't say they've dropped down any, they, they're clearly still very prominent in the main event scene with the BCC uh, matches and events and Don Callis turn. All, there's a lot happening with them in that scene, but so much can change as we've seen time and time again over the course of several months. If, if I'm them and I don't uh, particularly want to play ball with Punk and I, I'm seeing this, then, you know, what's what's a year in WWE really going to hurt for them to do? I, I'd say they should go for it. I think that uh, change is good, change is necessary. And how many people have we seen jump from WWE to AEW? Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Swerve. So if you can get any extra big three those are two really or excuse me those are three really big gets for wwe yeah i i agree i think it makes all the sense in the world especially if look if if you're saying you're saying i'm i'm a founder i should have control you should have my side in this situation and tony khan saying yeah but you don't make me as much money as punk guys you guys need to you guys need to slow your roll a little bit and they go we are more if not more valuable than CM Punk and I'm not saying this is how this has gone obviously a dramatization of a hypothetical conversation no they sound exactly like that so they said no I'm more valuable I'm gonna go take this Five million dollar offer from WWE, and me and Kenny and Cody are gonna make so much money, and you're gonna look like a dumb dumb with your buddy Phil Brooks over here, right? That's what this would all kind of amount to in a worst case scenario. And I don't, I don't take that off. The, I mean, look, it does appear Punk is fine working with these guys. It does not seem to be reciprocal. I'm just looking to an in conclusion. I don't foresee the Bucks and, uh, and Punk doing anything anytime soon. But the Kenny thing again, I wonder because, like, with the Don Callis thing. I mean, it's, it's like Ian Cahoots with Punk. I mean, like, that's that's the big match everybody really seems to want at Wembley is Punk Omega, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the one I keep hearing tossed around also is Punk and FTR versus the Bucks and Omega. And I think that might be the easiest leveraging uh, for people to play ball. But I, I don't think that ha- I don't think that happens just because the way it's been uh, portrayed to me is that the elite did not at all like Dax Hardwood putting them in that situation where they had not agreed to that match. And I think for no other reason than possibly to send a message or spite question mark, they won't do that match. But Kenny punk, I think is, is a possibility. And if it go, and if punk gets his way, uh, according to fightful, he's going to be doing something here when he comes back with Samoa Joe. Now, everybody was saying, Oh, him and Jericho at the set down meeting. Looks like they're probably going to be working together. And I kept saying, no, 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 I don't think that's the case. And and maybe they still will. I don't get that vibe. Martin, are you getting the vibe it's going to be Jericho Punk when he comes back? No, and especially with – that that would mean Jericho has to be Adam Cole. 
And I don't know if that that is the best route to go right now with whatever they plan to do with Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's just back in the mix. He's trying to find his footing. I, I could see Jericho's been pretty good about heating guys up, you know, when yeah. the time is right. So yeah, I just don't see it happen. I also just think there's personal issues there with Punk and Jericho. I, I think again, sim- similarly to the Punk uh, Buck situation, I think Jericho is playing Punk here, saying, "Oh, I'd love to work with you." And Punk's like, "I don't know. Wait, what? No." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jericho's uh, going to do what Jericho needs to do, man. It's like a bunch of magnets that are like the north and south, and it's like, oh, if I could get them, oh, they won't stick. They keep pressing it apart. Um, but Samoa Joe Punk, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to me. You know, people have been waiting for Joe to get a real program in AEW, and we know that him and Punk would, would if given time, would really have a lot of fun together. They, they tear the house down. The My only qualm there is, when was the last time we saw Samoa Joe on a uh on a, on a show on on television uh i i got the chance to see him in a ring of honor we, we both were there for that right. pay-per-view i have not seen him since uh i don't even remember the build to him versus mark briscoe i know he had the match with wardlow um but what's happened since then that would warrant me wanting to see this guy who the last you know two matches we've seen him do on pay-per-view or television within the realm of aew he's lost so how do you how do you bring him in around the same time you bring in Punk and build him up? It's possible, yes. We've seen it done time and time again, but I feel like it's going to be very short notice. I feel like it's it wouldn't be that hard, right? Punk calls out Joe. Joe comes out. Joe headbutts Punk. Joe stabs Punk. He drags his bloody corpse around the ring in front of the Chicago fans. Throws him on the chip. Crucifies him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your second coming. <laughs> Gladiator Joe. There you go. Cut bits of his skin off and make people eat it and then take his blood and put it in a chalice and make people drink it. And it'll be like a, Catholic, a traditional Catholic mass. Yeah. It's also really good promotion for uh, Twisted Metal. This is how you get people to watch. Oh, man, that's true. They're going to have to get around Joe for the Twisted Middle stuff because he was the only he was the only real character teased in the in the trailer. I don't know if you saw it or not. Yeah, I don't know what Anthony Mackie's character is supposed to be. Yeah, well, I don't really care. I do care that Sweet Tooth uh, it's Sweet Tooth, right? Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth. Okay, sorry. There's a there's an adorable Netflix series of the same name. But yeah, Sweet Tooth. Not so adorable, but anyway. I was going to say, yeah, adorable? They, so many yeah, people die. There's a lot of people. But they're little kids. They're adorable. They got little antlers and stuff. Little, yeah. uh, little turtle kid, monkey kid, killing people. Anyway, so like the... Uh, adorable. Adorable. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Joe, Joe Slaughter's punk looks like a badass, and then they go back and forth. I, I you know, as good as the Max and uh, the MJF CM Punk program was, it was because they were riffing off ROH programs the, during the oh. whole time. I mean, it was basically the Raven Punk feud run back with uh, Max getting to play Raven. Spoiler. Um, just look how he sat before the dog collar match. He was in the yeah. corner, full on Raven. Um, so anyway, I, I think I think Joe and Punk would be great. And again, the last thing you want right now is people. Dwelling on this incident, I cannot tell you how many people are telling me to stop. Not influential people, but I, I, a lot of people near me are like, dude, this story's done. And I'm like, why is it the most traffic thing on the web? This story is not done. This story will be no. done when people stop talking about it. And probably when, you know, the, the hatchet is buried or these guys go to different companies. That I mean, until then, this is still the most buzzed about story in pro wrestling by a mile. 
right yeah now. and 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 even then i think when you know if someone goes to a different company the the phrasing's going to be oh they left because of the other person or right. you know if if they end up having the match they're having the match because of this incident i think it's going to it is one of the most important stories of at least the past 5 10 years outside of you know anything wwe or Vince McMahon related yeah and in in this situation then you bring punk back into the fold if you put him with Jericho, you're drawing a conversation, right? It's going to happen. If you're trying to uh, move past that conversation or tamp down the conversation as much as possible, get people talking about a feud with Joe, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm i more on the side of Joe here. I think it's just best for business for everybody. But lastly, It'll be here, a way better match. A way better match. But lastly here... Uh, and the AW world, also punk-related. Him and AJ Mendez are going to be a part of Heels Season 2 starting July 28th. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I enjoyed the first season. Uh, I, I like where everything went. So I'm, I'm happy to see uh, this porcupine-looking – or no, what was his character? Was he like a skunk or something? Ricky Rabies. Yes, Ricky Rabies. Looking forward to seeing the return of Ricky Rabies. I, yeah, I'm a big Heels fan. I went and saw the episode Punk was in uh, at the theater. They did like a special Heels screening uh, downtown and Punk was there and he did a Q&A with Mike O'Malley. Uh, if you don't remember the host of Guts on Nickelodeon back in the day, he's done other things, but he, he well, we, we know him for Guts. And trust me, he delivered on Guts conversation. He talked about it in the Q&A. It was wonderful. But anyway, uh, I'll never forget. I sat maybe two to three seats next to punk and he didn't say hi to me or anything. He didn't, you know, he was whatever. Fine. I didn't like whatever. I thought it was cool to be there, but then flash forward like a couple months later and we're in the scrum and he's yelling at me about the, the cabana situation. I'm like, this guy probably saw me and thought, Oh, there's Scott's friend. Fuck him. And like, <laughs> just, it's so weird <laughs> looking back on that, knowing what I know now about how he felt about everything. God, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I I always say there is there is a narrative in silence, and uh, we 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 always build up what we think or what we uh, feel or how we believe someone else is thinking or feeling, and then it either implodes or it doesn't. God damn, that was deep as shit. I'm gonna go smoke later and then listen to this back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect smoking podcast. Uh, it's true. Oh, by the way, uh, welcome Rob Van Dam to the Premier Streaming Network. <laughs> show was announced yesterday. Come by. Let's get high and talk wrestling. Okay. Uh, now let's move to our WWE block. Uh, now this this I found to be fascinating. So there was this prospectus filing that was put out on Friday about this what this new company that looks like uh, with WWE and UFC uh, and what it's going to look like. It's tentatively called like whale ink but that name is going to change but the big takeaway from this is they detail the kind of uh, timeline to the deal coming together and at one point they note that uh endeavor countered uh wwe's uh proposal at one point and said we'll agree to the 51 percent ownership stake but vince mcmahon has to stay on as executive chairman until death resignation or incapacitation. Wow, dude. We're with him forever. <laughs> For life, baby. He ain't going nowhere. How do you feel about that? 
Well, you know, they have that old phrase, evil never dies. I think that uh, Vince McMahon, he's, he's, Spite will keep this man alive longer than any type of drug possibly could. Uh, he, I, I think he'll outlive Tony Khan. I think that's how spiteful and how business-centric this man is. So we, we're going to have, uh, what's he, 79 now, 78, something like that? Sure. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have another 15 years of just this old man, like, just inkling in, like, who is that? Ah, that's a giant. I like him. So See, he'll I, be one of the- he's made some good choices with the bad ones. He's going to be one of those people where they scan his brain while he's alive, and they create this, like, super accurate AI so that when Vince does die, AI Vince will still be in control of WWE. And there will be a version of him running the company. He will never, ever go away. You know? I kind of want them to do, like, a Futurama thing and just have his preserved head just come out. Uh, like, you know how they have, uh, at the beginning of Raw, they have the robot? I want Vince's uh, <laughs> head to, like, his robotic head to serve and swish around the crowd with just, like, brain juice or whatever. whatever in the jar just to, to fall on the fans as they cheer. I got some of his cerebellum in my mouth. Ah! <laughs> and then a suit pops up on that person, and then we just have little Vinces everywhere. Yeah, they're like gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Grim Vinces. Grim Vinces writes itself. So, no, but on a more serious note, I put out this story yesterday. It was another Rick Bassman thing. It was from my interview, by the way. Great conversation. It's on the the podcast feed. But Rick was backstage at Backlash, and he was the first person, to my knowledge, that has noted the Vince's office sign is gone. It is now Paul Levesque's office. After whatever many decades, that sign has been retired. Even when Vince was retired, they were still using the Vince's office sign. Now, come Backlash, that sign is gone. It is Paul Levesque's office. I, again, speculating here. But I think that that Monday night Raw after Mania where Vince showed up and just went Tasmanian devil on the backstage area, I think there were some phone calls <laughs> after yeah. that to Ari and, and Endeavor that's like, look, we get it. You love Vince. Oh, you're a mark for Vince. <laughs> right? Gave him the full young bucks. <laughs> you know? Uh, but we just lost Jay White. We, just, we're, we have talent that want to leave. We have a backstage area that we have women that are now like, I'm uncomfortable that Vince is back knowing what Vince did. And creatively, our fan base took a big old shit on what Vince just put out and the complete chaos he created not helping us either. I have to believe that in the wake of that, something happened. Because Vince's absence since then and the changing of the sign to send a message to the backstage area. That no 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 we uh, that was a fever dream. So I'll forget about it. I, I just I'm just reading the tea leaves here. I think something happened, right? Yeah, I I feel that too. I mean, again, you you have to look at that that first week post Mania. I feel like Mania was a, a great success, a very fun weekend, especially for those who got to attend or watch live. Right. Uh, but then you then you go to this Raw where there is no Jay White, there is no Nick Aldis, there are no grand returns, there is no like big announcement. The only kind of maybe surprise you get, or yet you know, outside of like Matt Riddle coming back, is Brock beating up Cody 
and then it's just kind of flat until Backlash. Backlash was an amazing show. Uh, the draft happens, and now it feels fresh. It feels different, and I think that it is necessary to show change not only on TV but behind the scenes. And you know, from what from what I've heard, uh, they the plan was for Triple H to take full control post draft. So hopefully, they just let him do what he's doing because I've been enjoying the shows. And you heard that not from a dirt sheet. You heard that from people in the wrestling business. Yes, yes, yes. Martin hasn't, we haven't really talked about him. Since Martin's somewhat famous out in L.A., people talk to him. Even wrestling <laughs> people talk to Martin. <laughs> they, they know, they know. Making that adult progressive money there. Um, <laughs> so uh, so uh, also this week we found out, uh, uh, actually Friday we found out, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens are going to put their tag titles on the line against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa at Night of Champions, which... It's a big match in and of itself, but even bigger by the fact that Sami Zayn is going to Saudi Arabia. Now, infamously, Sami, as someone of Syrian descent, has not been allowed to go to Saudi Arabia until this point. Now, before I wrote the article, I didn't want to just say, because the way Meltzer said it is Saudi changed uh, their laws so Syrians couldn't come in. I was like, well, that's a big change of tune. What happened here? I did a half ounce of research into this. So there's this League of Arab Nations and Saudi Arabia has let Syria back into this. So it isn't just like, oh, Syrians are okay. They're formalizing relationship with Syria, which is take, I don't, I'm not a geopolitician. I don't know if that's good or bad, whatever. But this is an actual thing here where it looks like the, the bridge has actually been connected. Saudi Arabia is hosting some big summit this Friday. Representatives from Syria will be there. So end of an era, it would appear. And with that, Sammy could go. Sammy wants to go. And uh, Kevin Owens, who had not been going because Sammy couldn't go, is now going to go with Sammy. How do you feel about it? I think that's amazing. I mean, we, we've seen, and as much as people hate the WWE Saudi deal, we've seen so much progress as a result. Like, you, when they first started, we saw the greatest Royal Rumble. Did you ever expect for women to be able to wrestle in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. No. No. I. And, I mean, and, it seemed like a long shot when they started in 2014. Yeah, and look at us. We might have what two or three women's matches at this upcoming event. So I think that alone tells you a lot as far as how they've progressed from then to now. Which you you wouldn't expect. Oh, WWE helped this country progress. If that <laughs> if that was a headline back in like 1991, you you know we wouldn't have moved whatever WrestleMania it was where Slaughter fought Hogan. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think that it's it's amazing progress, and uh, and I, I know I, I hope that everyone is safe and comfortable with the situation. I think that that's the most important. But you know, I, these are guys who can handle their own. I hope they have top flight security with them. At I'm all sure, times, they do now. So. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot yeah. of I think a lot of things happened after the infamous. Everybody, please stay where you are. You have to be on the airplane for ten more hours. Oh no, you don't. Anyway, we're taking you to a hotel. Don't say anything. Um, ever since that debacle. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it's gotten better. I, I of course, am pro uh, more liberal Western values uh, taking seed in the Middle East. I think there's a lot of uh, greatness there that comes with that. It is really hard for me to reconcile still, though. You know, they killed Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist, as a journalist, right? Yeah. Tough, tough to wrap my head. I'm probably not going to go cover Night of Champions. Hate to say that, everybody. You won't see me in that press scrum, right? <laughs> um, and... You know, it's weird because it's like the way people talk about it now is like, well, it was like a growing pain. You know, they were working, they were, 
they were working they were transitioning it's like they were transitioning away and you know oh oh you can't kill journalists ah our bad we just had a little whoopsie daisy whoopsie doozical we're gonna move on to women uh driving cars we good and then biden went physically gave him a fist bump it was the most effed up stuff ever so it is uh yes i am pro that but still tough because like you know again you kill somebody here at least in the states unless you're a billionaire uh probably going to jail um at the very least not no, i mean I, well i feel like I, that's the one i feel like every government has their bodies we'll say that uh so i don't <laughs> so i don't get shot uh, but I, I feel like every government has their people who are killed. E- even even here, you know, what was the the guy who uh, who who made it possible to tr- uh, transition hy- hydro or, or hydro electric cars or make make cars run on water, and then all of a sudden he's just found dead. Uh, so yeah, I every every government has their set of bodies that they're going to do for money or political gain or whatever. So. Not, not to justify. That's not justifying. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not justifying what this, they did. It's still. I don't know terrible. that I want to have this conversation anymore. I don't know that this platform is intended to have this conversation. You can all draw your own conclusion. Points were made here today. All right, moving away from Saudi. Uh, Bray Wyatt, according to Fightful, he and Uncle Howdy, despite being off TV, still with the WWE. Uh, as has been reported, Wyatt has been out dealing with uh, allegedly some kind of injury and or undisclosed illness. But regardless, beyond Fightful's report, PW Insider saying Wyatt not listed on any internal rosters. He was obviously not involved with the draft. You know, I, I again, I don't want to draw too much, too many correlations, but that pitch black match at Royal Rumble shat the bed in the worst way possible. I've never seen a more terrible WWE match live. It just killed the room, killed that room. And then Vince is back, kind of, and Bray mysteriously disappears. Uh, color me a uh, conspiracy theorist. I think there's more to this, Martin. Uh, well, from what I heard, because I, I did have a friend who saw Bray over WrestleMania weekend. He he is le- something legit happened uh, physically with Bray. Uh, I now I don't know how that is transitioned creatively or where he might be now, uh, but I do think that that is when, when you lack a lot of surprises as we're currently seeing of like oh man who could come back you you keep a bray and tuck for that type of deal you know i, I okay. think having a yeah i think having a bray wyatt pop up randomly at the end of a pay-per-view and taking out roman reigns or taking out you know sammy who whoever i think that is currently a necessity for them because they don't have anyone in that role of like, oh my god, I forgot this guy was around. Uh, you, you can't, you know, it, it would be like if Hulk Hogan came back and like dropped somebody. Yeah. Um, well, not not to compare Hogan and Bray Wyatt, but you get it. No, so. they're equal build, similar guys. You know, <laughs> long hair, wild stories, <laughs> a lot of wild stories. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I got that, and especially at a time when you're just lacking for Roman Reigns opponents. I don't think that Bray and once Bray came back, he and Roman, did they tangle or no? They, they didn't not, touch. No. Yeah. No, okay. No. Could be looking at our SummerSlam program, maybe, if everything came together. Uh, all right. Lastly here uh, in our WWE block, we'll look uh, real quickly at Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, Liv Morgan was not on the show. It was just Raquel Rodriguez. She got attacked 
uh, by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And the uh, oh, it was actually Fightful that initially reported Liv was out with some kind of injury, but the Observer then said, appears to be something minor because they're not taking her out of uh, the upcoming advertised matches. So there you go. That's why Liv wasn't there last night, Martin. Yeah, they and they, they addressed it. Uh, she's... Because I was like, wouldn't you strip her of the titles? And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. She'll be back. But just, she's not here tonight. All right, I'll take it, you know. Uh, yeah. But I, I think for them, it is you, that means you're able to stretch out uh, the match with Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. You're able to uh, build up this program with Ronda and Shayna as well. So we'll see what happens. I think I think they time is on their side. That's what they need, especially with a three-hour show uh, on Monday nights where they you know, are kind of, from from what we've seen in the past, it, it seems to be very like blocked in. Uh, sure. But I, I think ha- having having a storyline like this, especially for the women, get stretched out is is good for them. Yeah, and I like Ronda better in a tag team with Shayna Baszler than by herself. I don't know. It, maybe it's just because it looks different, and I maybe I don't know. I was getting a little burned out on Ronda. Honestly, she just didn't seem like she had the same passion as when she came through the door. She seems to be having. You put her with her friend. I don't know. She just seems happy. She seems she seemed happier. She looked better. She to, cares to me. More. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She, she cares more. And I think this is something that she wants to do as well. Uh, before her exit, I think it, it it's a, a good way to keep Rhonda in the fold and you, you hide whatever weaknesses she might have uh, both in ring and on the mic. Shayna has been wrestling for God knows how, like we, we, we forget how people like Shayna and Dakota just because of their time at NXT and how, you know, relatively short they've been on the main roster, but like they've been wrestling for a long time. Yeah. We're seeing Shane and Shimmer. So, yeah. 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 So I'm happy. As long as Rhonda is engaged and happy, uh, she brings, she brings a lot to the table. So I'm excited to see where this goes. And I'm also excited to see where it goes with Mustafa Ali, who against all odds last night went into this battle Royal came out on top and is going to go face Gunther for the intercontinental championship at night of champions. I'm happy for Ali. Great guy. I feel terrible for his chest that is about to become ground beef. Um, how do you feel about Mustafa Ali picking up the win? Uh, as you said, great guy. Uh, very fun uh, fun dude and lovely family man. Uh, I have enjoyed that. That was one of the better battle royals uh, that they've had in a long time. You set up so many different feuds and matches, like uh, the the, sh- the kind of face-off with the Viking Raiders and uh, American Alpha. Uh, you had J.D. McDonough making his debut and everything that happened with him and Dolph Ziggler, plus the Finn Balor watching from the Raptors kind of deal. So it, it set up so many different things on top of this match with Ali and Gunther, which should be a very fun contest. Uh, just seeing Ali bump around for Gunther will be great. Um, and I, I hope it gets its proper build. I... I'm curious if, you know, which, which, as we know, he's going to be babyface in Saudi Arabia, but how do you do that before now with, uh, with Ali? And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Ali next week. Uh, they got to, I agree. They're going to have to do something to turn him. There were some other stuff in this battle Royal too, that I liked or thought it was interesting. I loved the, the Loomis eliminating Baron Corbin. Corbin needs something working with the way couldn't be the worst thing with him for him. I hope they go through with that. But the other thing, you were talking – I forget how he came up, but Matt Riddle was mentioned earlier. Uh, oh, we were talking about Vince, and I remember thinking to myself, man, this is another guy who has just fallen off. I, I wonder if it's just too much, too much. Like, I, I can't go a week right now, and it's not getting picked up by, like, ESPN 
or a lot of big, but it is always something with this guy. It's his ex-girlfriend. It's a dick pic. It's a drinking after rehab. It's a, and I don't even know if it's all real or true, but it's just a constant flow of Matt Riddle weirdness outside the ring. He didn't win this. And then they're going to do Imperium versus KO and Sami Zayn. And the big tease was, who are they going to get to tag with them? Matt Riddle used to have that spot. I don't buy that he's going to be back in that picture. Do you agree that there is seemingly less of an emphasis on Matt Riddle at the moment? Uh, A little bit. I mean, they tease some stuff with him and Gunther as well during the Battle Royal. Uh, I mean, with with Imperium being the reason. I kind of wonder if that was planned, you know? Because when he went over and kicked his sandals like that, and again, I don't know, but that's like 50-50 for me. Was Matt just kind of like, well, if I'm going to do, I'm going to come out here and try to get something going, kicked his shoes at Gunther. I don't know. That should be speculating again. Wild what ifery over here. So Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel if you want people to look away from the dick pic, for, for, <laughs> however you want to say that, but look away from the dick pic, then you, you, you kind of cool him down a little bit and then, you know, do, do like they did before and maybe later on. Like, I, I don't see Matt Riddle as world champion. No offense to him. He's a very talented in-ring guy. But um, I, I know that there was the comparisons to Shawn Michaels kind of early in his career uh, or early in his WWE career. And right now it feels like maybe he's going through his 96, 97 Shawn Michaels phase. Okay. Uh, so maybe, maybe, you know, maybe that's why they're being a little bit more lax and a little bit more, you know, Hey man, do your thing, but just try to be quiet with it kind of deal. So I, I hope he figures it out or gets therapy or something. Cause I think that's necessary here. Yeah, great comparison, 96, 97, Sean. A lot of, a lot of, just a lot of stories, right? I hope a bunch of Marines don't kick the shit out of him, truthfully, right? That's a story yeah. I don't want, you know? Yeah. They better not dance with their girls. Don't dance with them, Matt. Uh, but you know, he will, because that's who he is. He's 96, Sean. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, fantastic chat here by the fireside with Martin. You're, you're coming back down the road here. Talk some more yes. pro wrestling. Uh, if you want to hear more. Oh, yes, yes. Very nice and warm in here. Uh, Come on back. Like I said, tomorrow on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, we'll have my uh, Inside the Ropes exclusive audio with Mojo Raleigh. Uh, On Thursday, I'll be back with a brand new House of Wrestling episode, noon Eastern, right here on Premier Streaming Network, with our good friend from NBC, Steve Fall. Uh, Steve does tons of interviews, just like me. I'd never met Steve until WrestleMania weekend. Uh, or I never really got to know Steve until WrestleMania weekend. Very smart guy. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome Steve onto the show. So please come back Thursday, noon Eastern, right here on Premiere. And then, of course, the audio will get dropped over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed shortly a- after. And Friday, baby, it's going down. Me and BD Smooth, one of my good buddies. Again, uh, ring crew, wrestler, Taco Bell savant, BD Smooth in the house on Friday. Martin. What do you want to put over here before we wrap up the show today? Hey, I'm going to be in New York uh, this week doing some shows. So if you follow me on Instagram at Martin and Morrow, you can see where all my shows are. A lot of stuff coming up in L.A. I'm going to be in Seattle next month as well. Uh, Portland. So just uh, come out, check out some shows. Uh, you know, say hi. Let's talk wrestling. Yeah. Let's talk wrestling, everybody. You talk wrestling us with us over on social media. We're on Facebook. Uh, House of Wrestling, uh, at Wrestling House on Twitter, at Wrestling House on Instagram. Uh, And I'm at Nick underscore Houseman over on Twitter. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody, for coming in the living room. Go grab your shoes. Get your hat off the coat rack. 
get out the door. But remember, you're welcome back anytime. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.